0: This is Barton Hahn on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80, ESPN Radio is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. But it is our time here on Barton Hahn because no Bart, no Hahn today. You get Amber Wilson and Braden Gall. You can give him a follow on Twitter at Braden Gall. You can give me a follow as well at Amber W Sports. You can also join the conversation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888 729 We are asking you for your hot takes Coming out of week 16 in the NFL. Make sure they're spicy. Make sure they're hot. We're coming off of Christmas. We like them served up hot. Our takes. Uh, Breaking news out of the NFL. Nathaniel Hackett is no longer the head coach of the Denver Broncos. The Broncos themselves tweeting out that they have parted ways with the head coach after just 15 games. We're going to get into who maybe could be replacing him here. Uh, some interesting thoughts circulating around already. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Peacock, presenting the new original limited series, The Best Man, The Final Chapters, from the creator of The Best Man and The Best Man Holiday, an executive producer of Insecure, streaming now only on Peacock. So, Nathaniel Hackett's out. Could Braden, that mean that Sean Payton?
3: <laughs> I'm I'm, Sean Payton. I'm uh, Sean Payton. I listen. I if you are a NFL team that is either thinking about having a job opening, has a job opening, is gonna have like doesn't matter. Sean Payton is on your list, right?
0: He is definitely on the list, and he has been floating around, obviously, out there and. He's been linked to several teams that don't even have openings, right? Where we're all expecting (laughs) like, hey, maybe Dallas is going to be super interested in Sean Payton. But of course, that all depends on what Dallas does in this postseason, because if Dallas finds itself in a Super Bowl, then you're probably not moving on from your head coach, right? It's the same thing with a team like the Chargers. We've been talking about them for a while. Who wouldn't want to coach that young talent out there in Justin Herbert, except for if the Chargers find themselves in a postseason, which they just got to win a game in order to get there there. Then all of a sudden, it's a very different conversation about moving on from their head coach. We know in Denver, there's a job opening. And so that's the advantage, I guess, with now starting here with Sean Payton. This conversation, I I would imagine this plot thickens in the off season because some of these other jobs may, may or may not become available. But if you're Sean Payton, you're sitting at home right now and you're kind of already kind of weighing where maybe your options could be. And I'm guessing there's rumblings and you have an inkling. But hey, that job in Denver, you know, maybe could be an option for you.
3: I I think it almost exclusively is tied to your personal views as a coach to Russell Wilson, both in two different ways, right? Like, does he still have the skill and the ability? And if he is still capable, then we know his quality of play, Hall of Fame level, right? At the quarterback position. If it's about the other stuff, and again, it's hard to quantify all the other stuff, we use you know cliches like culture and identity and all these other things in sports to try to kind of define what that is. But like that was clearly the problem that Nathaniel Hackett could not create. And it's clearly the thing that Mike Tomlin, for example, is creating for the Steelers right now. And so if it, it, it's almost tied to what Sean Payton personally believes. He can do with both Russell Wilson on the field and off the field. And if that's the answer, is all in, I think he's still got it. I think we can fix the culture problems because that's what I do. Then Denver's a pretty good landing spot. Tough division, but a pretty Mm -hmm. good landing spot. Now, Arizona, that's an interesting one. Lots of cap space, a young quarterback, you know, easier, potentially easier path in the NFC. Like, Indianapolis is a really good franchise normally. I don't know how much you trust that franchise moving forward. Carolina has some draft capital, but not a lot of cap space and no quarterback. Like These are the things you're weighing if you're Sean Payton.
0: If I'm Sean Payton, what I'm first and foremost weighing is the quarterback position, as you mentioned. And so I'm not going to go to the teams that don't have one, right? And then you're relying on the draft, and then it's a whole thing, but you're not even going to be in the position to necessarily draft there, so it's a whole thing. So for me, like the Panthers are out. The situation with Indy, I frankly want nothing to do with because there's too many question marks from that perspective. I do think Arizona is interesting. Again, they've got a head coach there in Arizona, but if we're talking seats that are hot, you would imagine that that would be one. That team has we're just been... talking in- here. We're just talking. I mean, they were here. just talking. That yeah. team has been uh, unbelievably disappointing this season, and yet you do have some talent. Now there's questions about that talent at that quarterback position. He's young. Uh, the work ethic might be a question mark. However, is that something that a coaching staff could fix if in fact that is a question mark moving forward? You're right maybe with that division, although I'm not really wanting to see that 49ers team and that division, that Seahawks team has ended up being a lot better than anybody expected. Yeah. It seems like their time ain't fully over either, so I, I don't know if there's really like a easy answer here. If you're Sean Payton, I, mean, I would imagine it, there's a lot of spots. I mean, even with the Commanders, like there's a lot of potential spots opening up. I'm not sure it's an easy isn't decision. Dallas,
3: I mean, isn't Dallas the easiest answer? Should. You be comfortable working for Jerry Jones? Well, like that's,
0: that's, that's the that's the wild card there. Like Dallas right. roster wise to me, and I'm not a, I'm not a Dak hater. Dallas roster wise to me, uh, certainly yeah. an attractive destination. It's also the Dallas Cowboys, but that's good and bad. Like that brings the right, bad exactly. along with the good. Like the star in the helmet brings a whole lot of scrutiny. That frankly, I'm not sure I want to mess with. If I'm a coach, like if that job opens up. For the Chargers, I mean, the, the disparity and the scrutiny between being the head coach of the Los Angeles Chargers versus the mm-hmm. Dallas Cowboys, the expectations. I mean, you would easily, you would be able so much more easily to appear successful with the Chargers than you would with the Cowboys because of kind of just where the expectations are, how rabid the fan base is. And with the Chargers, you'd be walking into that job with a lot of young talent on that team that you can work with. Justin Herbert, obviously a very young quarterback. But again, if they make a postseason, I'm yeah. not sure and, any of this is part of the conversation.
3: And not a lot of cap space for the Chargers because That's they have true. so many so many good young players locked up. So you're going to have to win with that group. So how much do you trust a group that someone else put together? This this goes to your quarterback question. Like do you do you want Kyler Murray and sort of all the flaws? Some of the flaws you may think you know about him, or Russell Wilson and some of the flaws you may think you know about him or do you want to take over like for example I'll use Washington here mm-hmm. and I know maybe Ron Rivera's not going anywhere I think you actually could argue he's done a, pr- a pretty decent job this season mm-hmm. but but there seems to be another tier that Washington could get to and that might require a new coach you got you got to like what they've done roster building wise it's not much different than what the Jets are doing like they're putting a lot of talent on that defense they're putting some pieces around the quarterback obviously Wentz and Heineke aren't the answer but if you've got a kind of a ready-made team and then you get to pick the quarterback maybe Sean Payton sees value in that too so you just it's exclusively about what makes him tick and if he doesn't want to work for Jerry Jones i, I would never begrudge a person for that <laughs> if but the roster's in good shape if you never if you don't want to work with Russell Wilson in that and that dynamic within the locker room i would never begrudge somebody like that but you also might not look at that as a negative it's all about what Sean Payton views and how he views these different situations because, I, again, I can make the case that I look at Washington and I go, I like a lot of the pieces. I like a lot of the, the personnel. The cap space is good. Over $20 million this year. You just got to go pick your guy at quarterback. Do you want control of that? And that's an interesting question for, for a head coach who I don't know if you know, uh, Amber, most of these head coaches like having control.
0: Well, they do like having control. The thing is, like, if you're looking at it from a macro perspective, you'd be better off, statistically speaking, from taking a gamble on a guy like a Russell Wilson, right? Who's a proven quarterback and a future Hall of Famer and had the success that he's had and won a Super Bowl. Then, you know, just trying to pluck one out of a draft and hope that you hit because yeah. it doesn't go well, particularly. I mean, it's only a 50% hit rate if you're drafting number one, nevertheless, well behind yeah. that. And so for the commanders or any of these teams, like you mentioned, the Colts, and these teams that don't have themselves, Carolina, that don't have the quarterback, like, yes, on one hand, you get the control. On the other hand, you'd be more likely to be able to turn Russell Wilson back into something, right? Because we've seen it before. So we know he has it. And we have no idea whether any of these guys coming out of college are going to ever have it. It's been a weird situation, though, this season, because the way things have gone there in Denver, it feels like such a mess. And some of that's optics because of where the expectations were versus where they've landed, ended up. But it feels like such a mess that like I'm looking at the fighting on the sidelines and everything else and what's happened here with Russell Wilson. And if I'm a head coach, there's something not very attractive. Yeah. About that situation to me, even though that new ownership group does seem committed to doing whatever they need to do to get better.
3: What's interesting is just now, like in my head, I'm comparing the Raiders' roster. With the Chargers roster on offense, in particular, because that's Sean Payton's baby, mm-hmm. and I'm sitting there going, "All right, who would I rather have? I'd rather have Justin Herbert. Mm-hmm. Who would I rather have supporting him? I, I might lean the Raiders, but that's pretty evenly matched there. But I do think when you think when you look at Sean Payton's career and you say, "All right, this is what Drew Brees did really well in his in his system," isn't it a little bit more of what Derek Carr does Right. now? Like Derek Carr likes to go down the field; he likes to pass the he, like it. Herbert, I mean, and again, maybe this is Staley and the coaching staff limiting him, and the offensive staff living, limiting him to like six yard completions. But it feels like Derek Carr is more comfortable going down the field than even the Chargers are. Again, I don't know if that's a function of the, the offensive coaching staff or not. But who who feels like it fits better into Sean Payton's system? I think it's it might be the Raiders' collection of personnel. Uh, again that job's not coming open.
0: Yeah. And you, and you think it's going to come over. I mean, which listen, we just saw Hackett get canned after only 15 games. Could Josh McDaniels get canned after a season as well. It's entirely possible because of how loaded that roster is with talent or seemingly so anyways for Vegas. I have a hard time believing that they're just going to give up and move on right away. I I almost, I'd almost be less surprised if they moved on from Derek Carr, frankly, in that situation, which is opposite world of the Russell Wilson situation (laughs) Uh, for me. Justin Herbert uh, you know some of this comes down to age like he's 24 years old and yep. You know what we've seen from him. I mean, his first couple of seasons, just like breaking all the NFL records, even though, again, it wasn't translating in that win-loss column. It's it just what he seems to have in terms of raw talent there at only 24 years old. That would be attractive to me yeah, if I was I think, a head coach evaluating jobs.
3: Yeah, I, I completely agree. I think that they're going to win a couple of games and maybe go into the playoffs riding pretty high. So I think that's that keeps Staley safe for now. Um, I, I think the one that's interesting is is Dallas because they are a ready-made win the division, win you know compete for a Super Bowl right now type of team, and if you're shooting Mike McCarthy's a fine coach, I think he's the guy that we all kind of question with that like what's wrong with this team? Well, we don't know if we trust Mike McCarthy. Ironically, despite having a Super Bowl ring, which I believe by the way he won in Arlington. <laughs> ironically, mm-hmm. I, I think what's what's key with them is again if you're fine working for Jarrah and you don't mind. Like the personnel that they have, that is the ready made compete right now, shoot for that tiny bullseye to try to get better, to go from good to great, right? Uh, to me, that's the, the the easiest one to point to that could be open, especially if Dallas chokes in the first round of the playoffs again.
0: It's the easiest one in terms of the currently constructed roster being ready to win. I'd say it's the hardest one in terms of what the expectation would be the second you walk into yeah. that job. No right? Question. Because then it's like your Super Bowl or bus and you're Sean Payton. Like, there's only one way to go from here. Like, that's the concern, right? If you're Sean Payton, yeah. like, there's only one way to go because of how great you've been as a head coach. And so you want to make that next decision. You want to make a smart one. We, I mean, we. You don't want to be Russell Wilson in Denver, like you don't want your career to go that trajectory. Like you don't want to switch teams he, and all of a sudden you pick the wrong team and then look where it gets you. And then we're kind of all forgetting about what you did before that. That could happen to Sean Payton if you walk yeah. into Dallas and then you're not winning Super Bowls with that roster.
3: I, I I think you're right. I think what's interesting is that he does feel like this big. Sort of flashing neon sign that's just available for everybody. And it's, Mm -hmm. I think he can be extremely selective and he can be extremely careful with where he wants to go and where he wants to be. And so, no, I think two years from two years ago, we'd say, Oh, you want to coach Russell Wilson? We'd all say, Of course you do. Yeah. Hey, you want to coach Dak Prescott and the Cowboys? Of course you want to be the head coach of the Cowboys. Like, if you're just asking any random coach about this stuff. You know, Justin Herbert, Kyler Murray, like, of course you want to coach these guys, but Sean Payton can be far more selective than anybody else who's just trying to break into the job or earn their first head coaching job or you know there's it, he's just in a totally different situation where he can be extremely selective and careful about what he wants. He can look at salary cap, mm-hmm. he can look at draft picks, he can look at the youth on the defense. he can say, oh that's not my quarterback. I don't like him. He can just be that selective. And it means that maybe he doesn't take a job at all. Right. Now, I mean, that's
0: the other. That's the other part here that we haven't. Talk- I mean, the man. The man's fifty eight years old. Like he can just. <laughs> he can just chill, right? Like he could. I mean, he's build your he's, staff. Yeah, I mean, the way that these the the longevity of coaches these days. I mean, come on, Sean Payton can just kind of like hang out. He'll still be everybody will still want him next year. Everybody will still yep. want him the next year. I mean, he's still got years here of being very coveted in those coaching circles if he doesn't see the right fit.
3: And and we haven't mentioned this, but Vic Fangio, of course, fired by the Broncos just le- less than a year ago, is reportedly part of potentially part of his staff. And that that you know could that be an, an issue in Denver? Like I would hope it wouldn't be. Like if you're making a decision moving forward to, to be the best version of yourself that you can, and Sean Payton is the answer, and Sean Payton says, "Look, you hire me, and I'm bringing these guys with me." I think you have to have sort of the the the, the self awareness to say. If Sean Payton's the guy to lead us to a Super Bowl with Russell Wilson, we need to give him whatever he needs.
0: Yeah, you got to let him build his staff. Now, if I'm Fangio, I probably don't want to go back to the place that I was a head coach (laughs) in a different role. So I'm probably not making that decision if I'm Fangio. If I'm the Denver Broncos ownership, I wouldn't have a problem with it because new ownership group. I think it'd be far more awkward if it was the same ownership group that had fired Fangio. Uh, In just moments here on Barton Haunt, Amber Wilson and Braden Gall filling in for the guys. We are going to get to your hot take calls. Give us your hottest take coming out of Week 16 in the NFL Triple H say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six that in just moments I thought Brayden had a live read here. I guess he does not have a live read here. So you know what? We're just gonna go straight to the phone line. Danny Danny is on Long Island. Is it on Long Island or in Long Island? I never know. Danny thanks Long for the Island. phone call.
2: <laughs> it's on Long Island if you ask me Amber but Okay. Um so listen my hottest take is that Christmas just came just came twice in two days back-to-back back by your beloved Dolphins Amber giving us what we exactly needed a, a, a tour a choke okay and also the, the shining star of Christmas on Mike White's ribs healthy and ready to go you know Amber I just want to throw this right in there I I I applaud you, paving your, your way. I have women in my life that are so sports-friendly and sports enthusiasts. My sister is a huge fan. My niece played in the first uh, flag football team high school championship in Forum Park, in Long Island, and Jersey. So I am surrounded by women in sports. That being said, I love it, and I'm going to love rubbing your nose in this, Amber, when it comes down <laughs> to the final week of the season and Mike White runs all over you and the sad wow. dolphins. Oh, smug- Danny. That smug feeling, Amber, that smug feeling I was getting through the phone wow. on Friday when the Jets took a, took a, took a, a real dump. I was feeling it through the radio waves, and I love it, and I'm all for it. Merry Christmas to you guys, and I'm just alive and have a football season to still
0: enjoy. Danny, oh that was God. like a roller coaster so- of emotions from Danny, where I was like, he was he was whiplash. just ripping on me, and then he buttered me up with the whole woman in sports thing, and then just started ripping on me again. Finished it and hit me with the Merry Christmas. I mean, here's the thing, Danny: you can take your victory lap right now because you're feeling all good because Mike White just got cleared to play, and for some reason, y'all are convinced that Mike White is the answer to all of your problems. problems. Problems there in New York. And I am here to tell you that you're about to find out something very different from that fact. I ain't saying Zach Wilson's it either. But I don't think Mike White is it at least not yet. I don't think you have any answers at that quarterback position. And offensively, I'm a little scared of your defense. I ain't gonna lie, but I'm hoping that we clinch before we even get to see you. So we don't need you.
3: My favorite team is the team that actually beat your team, and I haven't talked that much trash to you today. Like, on, <laughs>
0: that's true. That's actually Christmas. true. Brayden is a that's is a trash. Packers fan, and the Packers <laughs> beat the Dolphins yeah. yesterday in, in like epic fashion with the three interceptions—a total collapse there from the Dolphins. The Packers' defense looked remarkable there at the end of the game, and Brayden has done less trash talking.
3: And all to I've me. said is, and all I've said is, Miami was the better team.
0: <laughs> yes, and in Miami fact, you was have the You're like, Miami's a better team. But Two or three interceptions costing the game at the end.
3: I'm with you. I love a good... This is why I love... First of all, nice vineyards out there on Long Island, okay? There, you can get, some, Are they on
0: Long Island or in Long Island? Yeah, so
3: they're, they're on and in Long Also, I think we're
0: overstating it with nice vineyards. Like, Long,
3: Long Island. Hey, I take... California, California Oregon might have something to say about that. I'm not saying it's they the best. And, you know, I didn't want say vineyard it was the best.
0: Back. I said there's some
3: nice vineyards. <laughs> there's vineyards.
0: Out there. There's just there's vineyards on I'm Long Island. I'm trying
3: to give Long Island a compliment here, Amber. Just let mm. me say something nice about Long the Island. The is
0: nice.
3: And <laughs> whoa, very fancy. <laughs> very fancy. Long Island. Uh, I will that's true. I will say listen. I, I will like first of all, this is why I love radio because we get to talk to people who just take you on a journey like that where the whiplash, I like. I am hurting from the whiplash from that phone call. That that's how much. That's how good that call was. I love you. You're you're amazing. I can't wait to rub your face in it. Merry Christmas. Have a great one. Dolphins <laughs> suck.
0: <laughs> it was it was a roller coaster of emotions there from Danny, and he took me uh, on the entire tour. Uh, let's go out to David calling us all the way from Hawaii. David, what do you have for us?
2: Aloha, how's it? So you know, it pains me to say this, but. When it comes to Peyton, there's only one place for him to go, and that's the Patriots. He comes. He comes from that that tree of Belichick and Parcells, and he fits right in. if you're Belichick, who 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 would be better to pass the but baton off to and say, "Hey, okay, who who would be more qualified to? Oh, you're replacing him. Okay,
3: well, good luck with that." I mean, that's I, true. I,
0: well, but, but why, but if you're Sean Payton, you're still replacing that guy, right? Like, I understand from the Patriots perspective, it's like, okay, let's go to the, the next proven coach. First of all, I don't under, like, is Bill Belichick retiring? Cause I don't see that happening, frankly, anytime soon. But also like if Saban. you're Sean Payton, I'm not yeah. trying to walk into that man's shoes and try to do it there. Anything less than multiple Super Bowls is a huge right. letdown. And frankly, that roster ain't constructed for it. And I'm not sure that quarterback is it either.
3: Well, and here's the question: If you're Belichick, like how much do you care what the next iteration of the Patriots looks like? Like, and I mean that as an honest question. Like, are you in, are you invested because you've been so integrated into the Patriots brand for so long that you wanted to continue to succeed because of all the people you know and all the relationships you have? I assume that's the case. But I don't know. Maybe you're like, oh, maybe I hope a guy goes in there and is terrible and they all realize how great I was. Like, <laughs> like I could I could see it both ways from Belichick.
0: Right. Uh, we love your hot take calls. You can keep them coming. 888 say espn 888 729 Coming up here on Barton Hahn, Amber Wilson and Braden Gall filling in for the guys. Nikola Jokic is putting an, an absolute show on Christmas. I don't feel like he gets talked about enough what he's doing.
2: Bart and Han.
0: Still in the Christmas spirit here on Barton Hahn on ESPN Radio. ESPN Radio is presented to you by Progressive Insurance, Amber Wilson, and Braden Gall. We have been hanging out with you, filling in for everybody here at ESPN Radio all day long. <laughs> it's basically what we've been doing. We filled in for Greenie, now we're filling in for the guys on Barton Hahn. We might take a break after Barton Hahn. We'll see. TBD. Uh, so, a lot of what we've been doing is having fun talking NFL. We did some stocking stuffers earlier in our tenure on air, but we did it NFL edition. I want to take some time to talk some NBA because it wasn't just the NFL that was king this weekend. Christmas Day in the NBA, obviously always a huge deal. And boy, did we get some performances on Christmas Day. It lived up to the hike. So this is Stocking Stuffers NBA edition. And we have to start off with Nikola Jokic because 41 points. 15 boards, 15 assists as the Nuggets beat the Suns 128 to 125. Here is what it sounded like on Altitude Sports Network.
2: Cross court in the corner over to Casey. Live basketball comes out to Jokic. Gotta shoot it, Joker. Voters, Yeah! Denver by six in overtime. What a clutch player Nikola Jokic is. Oh my god.
0: Yeah, nobody's more clutch. I'm not sure than the Joker in the NBA, and yet nobody talks about him. Like, nobody talks about the MVP. He's like, hey, I'm just going to go over here and, like, continue to collect MVPs and whatever. And everyone's like, eh, whatever, Denver, you know? Well, it's like right, this and- weird thing. Like, we just spent yeah. so much of our time talking about the Denver Broncos, by the way, who filed, fired Nathaniel Hackett today, but we would be talking about them anyways on the NFL side. In the NBA, a team that's considered a smaller market team, we kind of overlook them, even though they have one of the best players in the NBA and a player that consistently consistently leads in the majority of caliber, uh, categories and metrics in the NBA which is why he keeps collecting MVPs. Yeah.
3: And, and not even close either. Like it, it, you know how there's you're waiting at the end of a basketball game for like that one assist or that mm-hmm. one rebound so you can get to the triple double. It's like no no. He goes 41 15 and 15. It's not even close. It's his 83rd career triple double which is 6th all time. Obviously remember they only started tracking this 7980 when magic made it all a big deal. But that's He's got LeBron James, Jason Kidd, Magic Johnson, Oscar Robertson, and Russell Westbrook ahead of him. That's it. Those are the it's only players in history that have more triple doubles than him. He's got seven already this season. Uh, of course, we all know the record Russell Westbrook, 42 mm-hmm. a few years ago. Uh, but if you get to twenty, he if he gets to twenty, that would put him top twelve single season triple doubles of all time. And like every preseason, it's like, oh, this is the year Denver's going to fall off. This is the year that Denver's not as good. This is the year that Denver's not this. They're not that. Yeah, they're the one seed still. Right. They're the M- one the seed. They're
0: very yeah. good. They're 21 and 11. Yep. The top team right now in the West. And that team has very good pieces around him. I, role players, I don't want to diminish all the other pieces on that team into the pl- role player. Uh, role, but I mean, that's it, legitimately, they've built a good team there around Jokic. They weren't healthy last season when they underperformed. They're healthy this season, and this is what it looks like when you have healthy help around the Joker, who is averaging 25, 11, and 9 so far this season. So, well on his way to maybe a third straight MVP here, and a player that I just frankly don't think gets yep. talked about enough uh, with what he's doing we do just enough? how phenomenal he is. I think we enough? did. Let's move on to a player who gets talked about too much in my book but that's the heat fan coming out in me uh, he deserves it this season I'll give it to him this season Jason Tatum has been phenomenal this season for the Boston Celtics 41.7 <laughs> boards five assists on Christmas Day as the Celtics beat the Bucks 139 to 118 here is what it sounded like on ESPN radio our very own Sean Kelly
3: Tatum good ball. fake one more Tatum oh he caught one
0: that was a dunk on Giannis, as you heard. Jason Tatum, just a phenomenal season so far. The Seas are twenty-four and ten. They are the top seed right now in the East.
3: What's interesting is we were talking about this with football. There's like a natural progression. That happens with organizations, in particular in the NBA. It's the star player, right? With with the NFL, it's the quarterback, and in the NBA, it's the star players. And there is a natural progression to this Boston Celtics team, where they get to the finals last year. They lose to the, maybe the greatest dynasty of our era, right? With with Golden State. There's a natural. They're first in the East right now. I don't know. Uh, Every year, they're going to get closer and closer. They've done it physically, and I think um, maturity-wise, guys like Jason Tatum, uh, to me, this is this is a Celtics championship kind of year.
0: Yeah. Well, it's a, it's that young core three. And, and like you said, it's the progression. I mean, I was even talking about back when all those rumors were circulating, like Kevin Durant, he wanted to go to the Celtics. And what are the pieces that you're trading away? I said, that was the one team in the NBA that I wouldn't be in on. If if I was talking about the Kevin Durant sweepstakes, because I thought you don't need to disrupt this core. Like this core is already the championship core, the way that it's, that it is trending and it's been right on schedule where you see it like they're good. They're good. Then they're like, they're good in the East and they're they're like competitive in the East. Then, then they're in the Eastern conferences and then we're, they're winning the East, you know, we're making to an NBA finals. And so of course the next step is like, we actually win the NBA finals. It feels like they're on schedule to certainly be part of that conversation in doing that. And a lot of that, thanks to Jason Tatum here was Jason Tatum after that game.
2: It's fun playing on national TV. It's fun playing on Christmas. Those matchups are fun. You get to play against, you know, the other best players and, you know, it just raises your level of play. In the competition, it's exciting, but, uh, you know, it's the the game that you live for. You know, the the moments, the matchups, you know, if you can't get up for those games, then you're probably in the wrong profession. So, uh, you know, in the midst of it, it's just a lot of fun competing on a stage like this.
0: Well, he certainly rose up for that game on Christmas Day against Giannis. Uh, Giannis elevated the play there of Jason Tatum, maybe with a little friendly competition. But Jason Tatum certainly showed up and showed out. So did Luka Doncic on Christmas as well. 32 points, nine boards, nine assists. The Dallas Mavericks beat the Los Angeles Lakers 124 to 115. Here is what it sounded like on 97.1. The Eagle.
3: Over the top bullock, touch it to Dinwiddie, around the horn they go again, escape double Hardaway, Luka right corner, five to shoot, on the step back for three. 32 for Docich, 124 to 103.
0: Luka, nobody overlooks that player, uh, but certainly the Mavs have had some problems in terms of the pieces around him. And I think that there are expectations with that Mavs team because you have Luka. Well, certainly Luka living up to the expectations once again, though they are the eighth seed in the West. The Mavs right now sitting at 18 and 16 on the season.
3: You know, we were talking about Jokic with 83 career triple-double, sixth all-time at just 20 years old. Don't look now, but Luka Doncic is in the top 10 as well. 52 career triple-doubles. Larry Bird is ahead of him, only 23 years old. This is a guy who could absolutely finish in the top five all-time as well, and we're starting to see that type of player, right? Like mm-hmm. These are the guys that that dominate, the guys that can do everything, and they're... and. and you got LeBron, James Harden, Russell Westbrook, all in the top 10 all time as well. Uh, so just sort of like a historic era of style of player. And obviously these two guys are the two young stars that are carrying two franchises.
0: Yeah. They're the next generation, you know, like the next generation behind the LeBron generation right. here, led by Luca led by the Joker. Luca only 23 years old. It's for, it's easy to forget how young these guys are because frankly, of how long we've been watching them play in the league, particularly when it comes to like a Jason Taylor, Tatum but these guys are still so young so much of their 20s left Jason Tatum just 24 years old and this is certainly the next generation of stars and we are seeing them now all playing at what seems like their highest level it's hard to imagine there's another level after this but maybe there is for those young guys coming up next here on Barton Hahn Amber Wilson and Braden Gall filling in for the guys one NFL coach's job could be saved tonight that's next this is ESPN radio and the ESPN app
1: Georgia Bulldogs.
2: Keep shopping and do what we do.
1: TCU Horn Frogs. Yeah, Michigan Wolverines, Job's not finished. Go blue. Ohio State Buckeyes, This
2: is why you came to Ohio State.
1: Welcome to the College Football Playoff. Oh. The College Football Playoff. Coverage begins New Year's Eve at 3 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on
0: ESPN. Hoo wee. It is here. Braden, it is here. College football playoffs is having it! This Saturday, we are only a few sleeps away. This is Barton, (laughs) Amber Wilson, and Brayden Gall. We have been filling in for the guys today. Give him a follow on Twitter. He loves it. At Brayden Gall. You can give me a follow as well. At Amber W Sports. Brayden is in Nashville. And of course, college football is king down here in all of the South. Uh, We both know a thing or two about college football. This college football talk is brought to you by Princess Cruises. I love this boat. Saturday. Big oh. day, Braden, coming up.
3: Dude, I can't wait. Um, we're having a big old party. We're having the kid. We got the kids. We got friends coming over. Uh, no uh, belt loops allowed, though. Uh, I don't know what you think about this. We're doing pajamas oh. and accessories, like all sweatpants. Reasonable. All, all champagne, all sweatpants. We're watching games all day on Saturday. Cannot wait. The playoffs are here because today's a Monday, I think. All the holidays are running together. And then, of course, Saturday is this week. So that means the college football playoffs are here. Here's the cool thing. We get a new team with TCU. Never seen mm-hmm. them in the playoffs before. That's pretty cool. I think Ohio State-Georgia is a way better matchup than people think from a skill standpoint, from a talent standpoint. There's not many teams in America that have as many first-round, second-round, third-round draft picks on their offense as Georgia does on their defense. Ohio State match can can actually say that. Michigan that point spread opened at like nine and a half ten it's down to like seven seven and a half so people have been betting TCU I I might have gotten Georgia early on at six and a half but <laughs> I I think there's a chance these are two really good games it's New Year's Eve Let's hope. I know I know New Year's Eve is tough but it's a Saturday baby it's gonna be it's tons a Saturday of fun. it's
0: college ball no matter yes. what happens we're all gonna be tuning in we're all gonna love it but let's hope we get two really good games. Cause of course the concern <laughs> yeah, with TCU is that you're not going to get it. And then we have to have the conversation about, well, you know, whether these teams should be, in to begin, <laughs> which is a nonsense conversation because we're getting an expanded playoff anyway. So there's going to be more right. TCUs in, in the future. So we should, yes. you can just miss me with that entire conversation, but I would like to see it competitive, uh, TCU Michigan 4 PM kickoff, Ohio state, Georgia is your 8 PM kickoff. Every college football playoff game can be heard right here on on ESPN Radio. But no matter what happens in these games, it is still playoff college football, Brain.
3: Yeah, and, and listen, I think TCU, the way they've played every single game has been close. It's kind of like... <laughs> it's kind of like the Minnesota Vikings of college football. Both have purple as a primary color. Like they just keep winning close games and somehow they're in the playoff here. So I wouldn't, I playoff. wouldn't put it. Uh, there we go. I wouldn't, we put are talking playoffs. It, I wouldn't put it past them to give Michigan a really good run. Max Duggan, Heisman finalist there at quarterback for TCU. Just so much good stuff because we build up to these two games And they haven't been as close as we would like. But I think because we've got kind of some different matchups here. Again, Ohio State and Georgia were the two best teams for most of the season. And now we're getting to see that matchup. Michigan has somehow figured out a way to reload after last year. TCU's been this... TCU, actually, here's here's another big reason for Saturday to be so much fun. We've never had a story like TCU in the playoff era for college football. Uh, Like Cincinnati, okay, we talked about them all summer, Mm -hmm. last summer. Like... It, like, uh, these team, Michigan State made it in. They were like preseason number five when they got in. Washington yeah, nobody had in. TCU. In no, TCU preseason. was preseason number eight in the Big 12. Right. <laughs> like, they weren't even top four in their own conference. We, we've we never had a story like TCU. And if they were to pull an upset, it would be historically epic on Saturday. And I wouldn't put it past them. So it's going to be a ton of it? fun. It's here.
0: Who's your money on? Who's the national uh, champion? Okay,
3: here's my here's the hot take. Because we'll be doing hot takes today, mm-hmm. right? The hot take for the playoff, I think is that Michigan gives Georgia a much tougher game in the national championship than anybody thinks that Michigan could beat Georgia in the national championship game I think is I think that's a pretty pretty scorching hot take
0: i got uh, michigan georgia as well i think georgia will roll uh but that's not the only football <laughs> being played tonight we got football as well the professional kind this monday night football preview is brought to you by progressive insurance chargers colts tonight uh, playoff implications speaking of playoff chargers win they are Playoffs. in if they're out maybe brandon staley's out of a job as well
3: I think they roll into the playoffs. I think they win tonight. I think Brandon Staley saves his job. I think they could be this year's Bengals if things fall right for this team heading into the postseason. Watch out for those Chargers. Way too much talent.
0: Your small business keeps you on the go. Progressive Commercial Insurance keeps your policy within reach with our easy-to-use mobile app. Learn more at ProgressiveCommercial.com. Monday Night Football, of course, on ESPN tonight. Uh, You can also hear coverage of it right here on ESPN Radio. Should be an interesting one as we see things shake out there in the AFC. Lots of playoff implications as we head down the stretch. Coming up next, more coverage of the NFL and breaking news.
1: Thanks for listening to the Barton Hahn podcast. You can listen to the guys live weekdays at noon Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus,
2: you can listen and watch the guys on the ESPN app. This is the Barton Hahn podcast.